Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Converse are a established brand. This is not a plug for Converse, by the way. And her little 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 skinny jeans and her little flannel shirt. I do not own and skinny jeans. I said I made, <laughs> I made the joke that she's just coming back from her the signing of her book on the evils of the patriarchy. I saw that photo. And she just so cute with her little afro and her like her little like button all the way up. She always buttons her shirts all the way up to the very top. Uh, sure, like you do. And it was just. So adorable. She's wearing the outfit to school tomorrow. Nice. So <laughs> it's lovely. This is, of course, uh, the podcast where we talk about the clothing choices of our children. <laughs> and oh wait, no, it's not. Uh, although we can talk about that if you'd like. Um, I'm Tim Harvey. I'm Dustin. And I'm Mindy. And this is Apocalypse Now. Yes. Uh, where this week, as we did last week, and we are for the next couple of weeks, talking about. Santa Clarita Diet, <laughs> which is the funniest damn show. <laughs> funniest show about the zombie apocalypse, because uh, the zombie apocalypse did start tonight, I believe. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb. Pretty sure that... <laughs> Drew Barrymore accidentally started this. That's our this copious... is a prequel to the prequel. This is a prequel to Santa Clarita Diet. It's a prequel to The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> or to the fear of the Walking Dead, which is a prequel to the Walking Dead. There's less vomit on the Walking Dead. That's shows. true. They don't. They don't. There's not a copious amount. Well, okay. <laughs> if you use if you use the book uh, uh, Zombie World War Z, right? Uh, not the movie. The book. The, the yes. The the they track the virus, and as they go backwards in time, they find that like when when it becomes a real problem people will be bit and then immediately turn. Mm -hmm. But as they tracked it backwards, as they did some forensics on it, they discovered that the per first people that got sick were sick for months before they started showing any kind of zombie symptoms. Like the the mm -hmm. patient Zero was sick for, for months before okay. he got sick, before he died and became a zombie. Well, in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, it was the same way. Well, yeah. What? Charlotte was... Bitten sick forever for... before she finally mm -hmm. turned completely. Mm -hmm. They yeah, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. They, well, that fluctuates because some people yeah. went really fast and some people didn't. And the movie of that is very underrated. Did you see it? I actually never did. It's it's not as bad as you would think. Okay. Uh, it got terrible. Like the the advertising was really bad. It made it look like a movie it wasn't. Uh, it was a lot funnier. Okay. Then it it uh, made it look. I was excited. I read the book, loved it, mm -hmm. um, and I was excited they were going to make the movie. And then it was just kind of out of nowhere. Oh, it's already on DVD. Yeah, rent it or or do the Netflix thing. It's not. It's really, like I said, it's much better than you think it is. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it was in any way like great, but definitely better than you think. Okay. So, cool. and they change enough, like, it's a different story. Mm -hmm. So, like... Well, okay, my yeah. big question is, is there that moment that I absolutely loved in the book where Mr. Darcy gives 
Elizabeth, his balls. For the gun. Uh, <laughs> Note the qualifier. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if there is many ball jokes in the movie as there are in the book. Okay. Because I remember being super annoyed by about a third of the way through just like, how many more ball jokes are they going to make in this book? It's Jane Austen. They need to have it in there. <laughs> because I made sure to read the original again before reading um, that so I could see exactly where they were. I mean, it was more than obvious, but yeah. you just have to love. Well, you know, uh, Austin Grabe Smith, the guy who did mm -hmm. that, he just got in super trouble with his publisher like last year mm -hmm. because his new book was too much like the original book. Yeah. I saw that. He he got, like, they sued him. They were like, you just plagiarized this book. You changed five things. So. Well, and Pride and Prejudice and Zombie is very close <laughs> to doing that, too. <laughs> well, well, there's parody and then there's blatant copying. Right. So. We did not watch Pride and Prejudice and Zombie this evening. Oh, we didn't. No, we did not. We could. We could stop right now. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night. I don't think so. So, yes. Um, we have got uh, more developments here in the uh, family dynamics, social dynamics, who we eat dynamics. Yes. Um, who knows? We kill people. Yeah. So, basically, uh, as we left off on the previous episode, uh, we have a body in the fridge. Yes. A body in the freezer in the walk-in. Uh, storage unit. It's the and it's it's the the guy who uh, from New Jersey who runs strip clubs. I you know I think he's going to be connected to the mob. Well, episode four was sort of just titled "The Farting Sex Tourist." <laughs> um, the episode five, which we also watched tonight, is "Man Eat Man." But uh, come on, the farting sex tourist. Yeah, we have to talk because it's, yeah. So basically, it opens up with uh, Sheila. Basically making use of the body in the freezer. She's turning it into a smoothie. Mm -hmm. Which... Which gives her all the verb and pep. Except she gives some advice to her friends. Yes. Which... Seize the day. Live your best life. Which is good advice, except for she... <laughs> um, kind of... Ruins everything? Ruins <laughs> So she gives it, so, so the one friend who's, uh, okay, so again, on one side she's got, they have neighbors who are, one's a um, sheriff's deputy and one is a uh, police officer. Santa Monica PD. And the two law officers do not like each other. So the Santa Monica PD, his wife, they just had a baby. Mm -hmm. and, and she wants to follow John Legend around, which why? It's a thing that I hear people do. I'm notori notoriously bad at liking music. Yes, we know. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't understand, like, why you would want to go to a concert anyway, but... Well, like, someone who well, does like music and does enjoy going to concerts, um, he's got a big fan base. I'm personally not a huge fan, but I guess, you know... I'd rather follow Chrissy... Uh, what's Chrissy Teigen? Chrissy Teigen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Around... Than him. Well, the, in the grocery store. Let's just follow Christy Teigen around in the grocery store. Can we leave tonight? Is that our new Tim, podcast? Tim Tim, following Christy Well, no, Tim, you have to stay and watch my children. Oh, wait, Mindy hang on. Mindy and I are going to go. Hello, wait, no. I've done it with Buffy, <laughs> or Sarah Michelle Gellar back in the day, so you... we can do it again. Ah, uh -huh, nice. <laughs> Who'd you leave Dustin's children with then? <laughs> 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 anyway. So, 
So she gives. She says, "Sure, go. You should go, go after him. Follow. Yeah, follow John Legend. This is the only chance you might have to do this. And as someone with three children, and I understand, I I have not folded the laundry from last week. It's <laughs> still on the table. And then I've got clean clothes now, just piled next to it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> now, now he did put the baby's socks on and all that, so he's getting daddy points. So if yeah. she came back in three weeks." Baby would have yeah, socks on exactly. in hundred degree weather. Same yes. socks. Uh. <laughs> and on the other side, the the um the the blonde lady who's married to the dick, right? Who has um, who has the son? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy, that's clear for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. So Eric is the son. Eric is the cool teenage boy next door. Yes. Well, and he doesn't know he's cool yet. No. No one is... knows he's cool. He won't know he's cool until he gets to college. But he's amazing. He's he's, he's real cool. Real cool. <laughs> and remember, we discussed the abs. Yeah. Well, again, the some, show has not displayed the abs yet. Something that, he's that's not his gonna... secret. That's yeah. That, that will be revealed in the final penultimate episode where he pulls up his shirt and they all go, Whoa! Whoa. What happened Hang here? Because <laughs> Joel will be like, Wait, how does this kid have better... I'm just going to go lie down. Yeah, poor Joel. Because I just can't deal with this anymore. We could, somebody needs to write a thesis paper on Joel. <laughs> That's all you have. Timothy Olivet is just like... I just want to get through the day. Can we just maybe not today? I just don't understand why I can't get through the day. <laughs> so anyway, um, the the blonde lady, Eric's mom, whose name mm-hmm. is something. Eric's mom. Uh, is married to the sheriff's deputy who's like really super intense about ants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he apparently is not super great in bed. Is what we discover. We print, yeah. No, to no one's big surprise. He's yeah. pretty terrible. He just lays there. He doesn't even blink. Yeah, it's uh, the description um, is not something that sounds remotely fun. No. So anyway, um, she Sheila tells her to like she didn't shouldn't overtly tell her to go and bone someone else, but like that is that the is yeah. image that's that the she gets. So. Right. So, and also, Timothy Oliphant, Joel, tells uh, tells the cop, the police officer, to buy a Range Rover on accident. Touring they... with John Legend, boning someone else, and a Range Rover. Yes. <laughs> right. Also, ants. Also, ants. the sheriff brought, the sheriff's deputy brought um, ant spray because he saw three ants in his kitchen. And now he's freaking out. And now he's freaking out. And Sheila's like, oh... Great, that was it. He's not on to the fact that we kill people. He just is obsessed with ants. Which, as Joel points out, all this is on one hand, a relief. On the other hand, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a little crazy. Yeah. So, Joel decides to go do a little research. And he goes, because it's California, he goes to one of, I'm sure, a great many shops full of... Useful information. No, wait. Completely useless information. See, this is the exact opposite of paranormal activity. When you and I and Paul, our friend Paul, would see paranormal mm-hmm. activity, we walk into the theater, we're watching, we're laughing our asses off. This movie is so bad. Mm-hmm. It made so much money. It was such a big hit, but it's a terrible film, and we were laughing ourselves silly. And one of the worst offending moments was when they're trying to figure out something about the paranormal, and they live in L.A., and they can find one guy. One in, demonologist. One demonologist. And I'm like, 
they couldn't pick up the phone book and go to D because <laughs> I've been to LA. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Well, I got news, kids. You got to remember, <laughs> these, are, these are also people that couldn't pick up the script off the table. Which is true. Or, or also left Final Cut for Dummies sitting on the table, which was my favorite. But this is the opposite. He goes and he finds a... a well, he says this is like the third or fourth bookstore he's been to, the cult bookstore. Right, and they are this, they are your standard issue occult bookstore, which means there's nothing of value there, really, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and he, the lady who looks at him somewhat dubiously with his explanation about trying to make a film for National Geographic, she directs him over to the to the zombie section and lifestyles, <laughs> <laughs> and he takes a look and he's not finding anything, and she comes up and says. Not finding, you know, finding what you need. He's like, no, no. Do you have anything more real? <laughs> and she says, I've got some stuff in the back that I don't usually show people. He's like, oh. And then she. Zombie porn. <laughs> and he just like turns around and walks out. Huh. <laughs> and as he leaves, he does a little double take and wraps his head back around the corner because he sees two prints hanging on the wall. And one of them is, <laughs> these are like medieval style wood prints. And there's a person who is spewing out a copious amount of vomit uh-huh and a little or little orby organ strange thing there. and he's like huh and clearly he buys the prints because he goes back and he shows them to abby right and i'm sorry shows them to sheila um no abby t- abby knows everything that's happening but no one is talking to her right <sighs> they have a meeting Poor with the, they have a meeting with the principal oh right uh the principal who is, is Tom thomas lennon, lennon. Who is from everything from Reno 911. Oh, yeah. The state. He's, he's on the new Odd Couple series. Yeah, he's very funny. Hilarious. He's the principal of the school. He's He's got a really tight little compact frame. And a terrible beard. Uh, <laughs> yes, but we're not going to talk about his wife right now. Bum, bum, bum. We're just, you know. These but... are the jokes, folks. We'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah. Try he's, the he's... feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Thomas Lennon plays the Thomas Lennon character, which is the uptight, the the uptight Thomas Lennon character, right? Um, you know, very very you know square jawed, like I think your daughter's a moron, and she's making Eric look sad, and blah 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 and blah. Eric's amazing and happiness and joy, and, <laughs> and Paul Sheila and Joel are like, are you going to say nice things about our daughter? And he's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> she's missed a lot of school, and she misses one more day. I'm going to... Don't sit! I'm going to suspend... Don't sit! I'm going to suspend her. Said it. (laughs) Sheila is not thrilled. No, she is not. And she almost kills him right there, but Joel stops her, and as they leave, he's like, don't you think that if you murder someone, we had to sign in to get here. (laughs) So don't you think if you kill him, and the next, like, appointment comes in, and there's, like, a huge amount of blood, they might wink it back to us. (laughs) That's okay. He had no pictures of family in there. He had the running shoes with the uh, highlighter, <laughs> you know, so he runs at night in the dark by himself. Okay. And Joel's like, I have completely lost control of this situation. I never actually had any control of this situation. But what little tiny control I had, oh yeah, it's gone. Yeah, completely I, gone. I feel bad that that's his arc. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in his life is spiraling completely out of control. Well, he's not alone because uh, Abby is feeling very much like she is not going to understand what's going on because they go back and they tell her, we had a meeting with the principal, and he says, you're going to get suspended. And she's like, 
Okay. What? That? How does that affect me now that my mother is a zombie and and you know we're keeping all these secrets? And, and Sheila says, "Eh, you don't have to go back to school. You want to be a poet? Go be a poet." And Joel's like, um, "She has to go to school. No, I don't yeah. think she work." <laughs> and and so he takes Abby on a on a ride in the mountains. Well, first he says, first oh. he tells Sheila that he doesn't know if this is going to work because. Mm. She is, she's acting on imp- all these impulses, and she's basically undermining their family. Right. Then he takes their daughter, because she's freaking out. Yeah. And they're it's... both freaking out in different ways, but they're, both of them are freaking out right. really about the same thing. And they have a conversation about it, and it's really kind of pretty, like, beautiful. It's this beautiful moment between a father and daughter. Which starts off with screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God, we're, what's happening? But but then they comes to like did our did she die did Sheila die when she died like did did the person they know die and this new person this you know because Sheila's totally like all completely driven by her id like Eric says and so so does that mean she's someone new are they gonna have to get used to this new person in their life when well, okay. she asks does she love still yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just... And they don't know. and But at the same time, they want their family to be a family. And we talked about this last episode. What makes this show strong is the characters and the family mm-hmm. bonds. Right. And so they decide they're going to go ahead and, and hold on to that. Meanwhile... <laughs> meanwhile... Sheila has gone with Blonde Lady to the science fair to watch Eric be a nerd. Again, he built a robot that talks. Right. And can communicate with you... And the mom's like, he's going to build a woman out of soft parts someday and then never come out of his room. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway. um, This is completely understandable from a teenage boy point of view. Right. But again, he built a fucking robot. Like, he, again, he is not going to realize that he is cool until he gets to college. Like, his second year of college is going to look around and be like... I'm pretty sure that Abby is going to help him understand that he's cool before this show ends. Mm. You have watched it till the end. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but this is just the first season. It's I know. only ten episodes, so I don't think Eric's going to be like, "I am cool now." Before, well, no, he's, he's, he's not going to be one of those kids where, "Hey, I'm cool." It's going to be more like, "Oh, I don't suck so bad," but who knows? So anyway, um, <laughs> Thomas Lennon comes up and is a jerk to her. And so she's a jerk to him back, and he says, "Well, your daughter's suspended." And then he leaves, and she follows him. And as yeah. a person with a dangerous mother, I know that feeling, <laughs> like of seeing, oh, uh oh, uh oh, she's going, she's going. <laughs> so yeah, she gets, uh, she follows him down the hall, and that is about the time that uh, uh, Joel shows up, and. Abby is behind him, and basically it's like, what are you doing, honey? He's like, um, nothing much. What are you doing, dear? He's like, well, I just want you to know, we talked about this. You know, we, Abby and I have talked about this. We want this to work. We, we don't, you know, we don't know where things are going, but we want to do it together. We want to, this is whatever changes. This is the same. We love you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Be right back. (laughs) And she goes over to the principal and, uh. She basically says, I will kill everything you have ever loved. <laughs> with in, my real estate with my re- <laughs> <laughs> I am a realtor. Do not fuck with me. <laughs> and he was like, okay. 
We'll see Abby tomorrow at school. <laughs> so everything, everything's wrapped up. Everything's cool. Everything's great. Until Joel realizes that the principal, Novak, is Serbian because he's a Serbian flag. And the reason this matters is because the woodprints were in Serbia. And he can't read Serbian. And, of course, in this world, Google Translate is not a thing, apparently, either. I had the same thought. And I was I'm like, well, whenever I can't figure something out, I go to Google and get it translated. But, be that as it may, he chases after Novak and he's like, wait, wait, are you Serbian? And he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> you I, people are crazy. I'm just a terrible principal person. He's probably bad. not a terrible principal. And he and somehow he manages to admit that his grandmother, uh, who he still lives with, but it's okay. He's a grown man and he can take care of himself. But he, he has to be home by eight. He can eight stay out as late as he wants, as long as he's or, home by eight. Exactly. Um, but yes, his grandmother is Serbian. And uh, he drives away. And then Dan, cop next door, not the cop, sorry, the sheriff's, sheriff's, deputy. Department. sheriff's deputy, he... Mm can't take it the fact the fact that there's ants around so he goes to spray the backyard now i was expecting it to like turn some color special oh, yeah. color with the blood and it's still lingering back there that been cool. but that's not what happens he instead finds a finger because as you recall from, the, from the previous episode <laughs> first episode um there was a little bit of nathan fillion nathan fillion lunching on in the backyard and some fingers were lost fingers were consumed sure and apparently one was missed I would have thought that I would have counted them all myself if I was going to dispose of a body. Well, I mean, when well, you're she's snacking, it, yeah, and she. Do you count? I'm thinking after the fact when you're trying to cover up the body, there'd be a more of a confirmation thing that you would try and do. But they were in a hurry. This is true. They were freaking out a little bit. So I it was their it. first. It was their yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't kill people. Sure, we can. So. He finds the finger. This is where the farting sex tourist, which, by the way, is a reference to the principal. Principal, principal Novak is the farting sex tourist in Sheila's mind. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's only the only place it is. But it's, again, very funny episode. And, again, all about the, the just the characters themselves being very funny. Not yes. a whole lot of horror in this one. So we start the next episode, which is Man Eat Man, mm -hmm. um, with Abby, because, okay, Joel told her that his old motorcycle is still in the storage unit. And she's like, oh, no, can I see it? And he's like, ha, no, 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 no. Because they have a dead person in the freezer. So well, she... wait a minute. It's not like the bike is in the freezer. Well, but the freezer is in the storage unit. And so she goes on her own to see the bike, and she looks at it, and she's super jazzed. And then she decides to see if there's anything yummy in the freezer. And they're, well, defining yummy. It is a perspective issue. Right. There is a person in the freezer, and that is food for mother, but not necessarily for teenage girls. And so she kind of freaks out, but she freaks out more that her parents are lying to her more than they're killing people. Priorities. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, there has been this curious ability that both she and her father have to accept the fact that mom has become an undead thing. Mm -hmm. That mom is essentially a zombie. I would say she's more of a ghoul in the uh, in the traditional sense, where where her where her eating is sustaining to her, uh, but she's not decomposing. Because that's how ghouls are. 
which is not decomposing yet. We don't know where we're going yet. Mm. We're only uh, five episodes in at this point. Yeah. Halfway through the season. So, this um, this concerns her a lot because, you know, body in the freezer. Meanwhile, Joel has gone off to see Novak's grandmother. Right. Who is a, um, if you want a kind of creepy, kind of unpleasant, yet strangely helpful Eastern European grandmother... This is the central casting bit. Like, you're going for the central casting for the mm-hmm. teenage boy next door. This is the same thing. Right. She basically... She could have she could have walked onto the set of Young Frankenstein or horror movies set in Europe. Yes. Any of them. Transylvania 6, 5,000. No, the torture porn ones. The, uh, oh, Hostel? Hostel. She, yeah. Could have, she, she could have been, you know, in any of the Hostel movies, too. You know, she's that kind of standard issue European, you know, Eastern European grandmother. And he brings her, what, pierogies or something? Like, brings, yeah. Some donut, uh, donut or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, those are not feet for peasants. Throw them to the birds. And so he's like they're about Polish. to... They're about to put the... He's like going to put the box on the steps and she goes... I'll take the box. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, yeah, she's that kind of lady. And so then she basically tells him that these are woodcuts from an old, a very famous story about this specific town um, where the people went crazy and started eating each other. Uh, and and it's like the boogeyman story. If, you, if you're a bad little boy or girl, they tell you the story so that you can... Uh, so that you will be a good little boy or girl. Otherwise, the, the they'll send you to that town where your face will get eaten. Off. Right. And so he does more research, and like basically, there's this book about it called "Don't Go to This Town or You're Gonna Die" or something. <laughs> and there's this Which guy who you have to give him points for, you know, ex- succinctly explaining what the issue is. Right. And so he's like having a real manic moment. Joel is. So she was like, "I'm gonna take this." open house today and you like relax have, have some fun and so he's like i don't know how i will possibly think of a way to have fun but he ends up smoking pot with the cop well he's and, relaxing yes and playing playing garage band with him uh and that's where dan finds them and he comes in and he's not he's, he's trying to be funny and he's not remotely funny and they're just looking at him going we're high and we don't think you're funny and what was your what was your expectation or response from us supposed to be? We don't understand what you're doing here. And he basically decides the the cop goes away and he looks at him and goes, Well, you know, I found this finger. <laughs> and you're either gonna be my best friend or I'm gonna arrest you. And uh well, quite understandably, Joel's like, Oh crap. And this starts the theme, of what I think is going to be a, a sad arc for our friend Joel. Dan is like, you're not a man. I would never have thought you could be a murderer. Like, I've seen you run from a bee. Or to run, run for an ice cream truck. And, you know, so, like, so now Joel's all feeling emasculated. And so when he tells Sheila this, and she's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. It's even worse. Mm-hmm. And so when they go, oh, and oh. Dan wants them, watch Joel, because he thinks it's Joel, to murder a drug dealer. Right. And he's a really bad dude who's, like, killed people and keeps getting off. And Diobia Operai, I believe sure, is the actor. okay. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm, pro- I'm probably not pronouncing his name right. But you see, he's a character actor. You see him all the time. He's a actually really uh, l- very large black actor. Independence Day. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, Game of Thrones, Dread. 
uh, Death Race 2, Doom, uh, Moulin Rouge, Alien 3. No, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a, he's a great character actor. But um, he's large and imposing. Yeah. And it does not go... Okay, first of all, you have to give them credit for their way of getting in and getting into him. Yes. Which is basically, hey, you just, you know, we just bought the building and we're talking about buying you out. Here's the contract. You want to do it? And he's like, well, yes, I do. <laughs> we brought champagne. Do you have any fluted glasses? I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And meanwhile, they're putting, you know, plastic over themselves because they're planning on killing him and getting blood everywhere. And he comes back and he's like, I don't actually have fluted glasses. He goes, well, these Chardonnay glasses work. (laughs) (laughs) And then he sees them dressed up in plastic and things go awry. Yes. First, they they cover like, oh, well, we have to do like inspect vents and things. Which is a terrible explanation. And so he kind of accepts that for about a half a second. Uh, before Sheila jumps on his back and tries to bite him and gets his chains instead. <laughs> and so they fight. And it's just, it's not great. Things are not going great. Because I think they had, a, Sheila had a lot of, like, like uh, hubris at this moment. She thought that things were going to go better than they actually right, were. Right, yeah. Well, and Joel, of course, there was, there's, all right, this is, whole sequence is very, very slapstick. Mm-hmm. It starts off with the fact that Joel... And Sheila had put on the wrong plastic pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they've actually switched. So Joel is attempting to get his plastic. He's caught up in the plastic pants. Because they're too small. And so he's trying to get them off. But it's not cooperating. So while this is all going on in the background. Joel has fallen on the floor. And is trying to pull the pants off. So I mean, every this... time the camera focuses on him. Everything in the background is just the two of them going back and forth. <laughs> you and know what this reminds me of? Um, did you ever see the Johnny Mnemonic with Keanu Reeves in it? Yeah. Uh, one of my in the theater. I I'm saw the, that old. I'm that old too. Of course, I was in high school and you were in college. college yeah. Um, so. How old were you, Mindy? Never mind. What year was yeah, it? I don't want to know. Wait, no, no, because I think you and I are about the same age. Oh gosh, nineties. Yeah, I was like ninety-two. So high school. Ninety-three. So anyway. Um, in that movie, on more than one occasion, Johnny Mnemonic will be standing in the foreground talking to somebody, mm-hmm. and in the background, the girl, like the love interest, will be like just like kicking ass, oh, like yeah. punching things and like mm-hmm. fighting guys, and like Johnny Mnemonic is like, "Well, I've got this fire in my head. It's killing me. I don't do a good Keanu Reeves impression." And then in the background, the girl is like, you know, wailing on some giant dude or some some albino with dreadlocks or whatever the bad guys in that movie were. And so that's whenever I, whenever I see that, like, you know, a movie where obviously the hero is the, the, the woman who's been mm-hmm. sidelined by the A-list male actor. Uh, same thing with Broken Arrow. John Travolta and Christian Slater and the girl, the woman in that movie is just some no-name actress that they hired to be the love interest. Mm-hmm. She's a park ranger and like if you watch that movie again, she's the one who does everything <laughs> while Christian Slater like stands in the foreground and is like, I've got to keep it with nuclear weapon. I don't do a good Christian Slater either. No, you really don't. 
So <laughs> needs more needs more Jack Nicholson. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what's happening in this right. moment. And it does not end well for the fact that he gets away. And he yes. gets away by oh, there I'm sorry. First, he stabs Sheila. <laughs> and he's like, "What kind of realtor are you?" <laughs> Residential, but commercial on request. <laughs> it's blink blink blink. And blink. then she takes the knife out and stabs him. And Which then, I think is probably just as bad, honestly. What she's stabbing him? What yeah. Do you mean? Well, because because later because he gets away, he gets away because he turns around and Joel has a knife and mm-hmm. he's like ready, and so the guy just like walks past Joel and Joel does not do anything. Well, Joel is Joel is not a killer. For all no. of this is going on, Joel is Joel's a good guy. Joel would be your buddy. You would right. go to Joel's house, you'd smoke a bowl, you'd watch him play on his guitar, and, you know, you just hang out and, like, you talk about chips. Yeah. And that would be awesome. However. You don't, you don't take Joel to kill somebody with you. No. <laughs> no. And he's feeling bad about this because he wants to help his wife. He and wants he to... doesn't feel like a man. This is the second time because, remember, mm-hmm. earlier, a couple episodes back, when they went to kill the pot dealer uh-huh they bonded yeah right. so he's bond with dinner he feels like he's letting her down and yeah his his sense of his sense of masculinity is being definitely affected right. by this um but it doesn't really matter so much because oh well the guy got away right. loki is the name of the guy so uh, by the way anytime you meet someone named loki any parent <laughs> who names their child loki and they're not from scandinavia and even then, the Scandinavians should know better because they've you know, they grew up with those myths and legends as part of their culture. But if somebody else does it and they don't look like a certain British actor, mm-hmm. um, just don't trust them. I mean, there's no way. No, at no point are they going to try to be somebody on your side. Well, you, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Anyway, so he gets away, and later Sheila's like, I, "Did I bite him? Did I?" I might think I, I think I got mainly chains, but I think I might have also bit him. But she also pulled a freaking knife out of her own body and then stabbed it immediately That's into true. his body. So even if she didn't bite him, she did do that. Do I mm-hmm. have skin in my teeth? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so they uh, they try and figure out what they're going to do next. Meanwhile, uh, Abby has been talking to Eric. Mm-hmm. and trying to get explanation. You know, she's, she's conflicted. She's having a hard time. She needs someone to talk to. He's the guy next door. She knows him. She goes over. He's lying on his bed in his room. She comes in and throws herself on the bed next to him. And talking about how, like, why don't you just tell people how you feel? Tell people the truth. Tell people the truth, Tim. And basically at this point, uh, <laughs> Eric is about as... <laughs> teenage boy as teenage boy as he can teenage boy. Yes. And so he kisses her and she's like, Mark, what? And he's like, hey, I was just trying to make a point that, um, yeah. You just lied to me to protect me because you didn't think I was going to do this and you didn't want me to do this. And so now you're trying to make sure that I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, right. Okay, got to go. <laughs> and he's like, bye, yes, thank you. And, like, oh. and then he had the teenage girl moment where he flops on the bed. Right. Mm-hmm. And then thankfully they cut away because either he was crying next or doing something else next. <laughs> One of the two and not a whole lot of middle ground. No. So, well, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe both. I mean, <laughs> well, again, yeah, teenage boy. <laughs> anyway. So, 
we are left with wondering what happened to Loki, but we have an answer very, very quickly because mm-hmm. we go to a motel and we find housekeeping making her way down the hall and she knocks on the door and she opens it up and there is a significant amount of vomit. That was a really, really a lot of vomit. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere. <laughs> and in the bathroom, lying sprawled on the floor, covered in, oh, it's I don't know. porcelain god. A significant amount of vomit <laughs> is Loki. And the maid looks at her and goes, I'm going to come back later. And she <laughs> runs away. But obviously the question is, what happens next? Because Loki's eyes open, and now we got another one. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Very funny stuff. Very funny stuff. This is, you know, this is a lot more fun than watching Fear of the Walking Dead. We have to watch Fear of the Walking Dead again. And we're going to look back at this and go, hey, uh, remember Santa Clarita Diet where we were laughing? For real reasons. <laughs> and I believe that just got picked up for another season. Hooray. Uh, is what, that good for you guys or bad for you guys? What, Fear of the Walking Dead? Yes. Oh, right, yeah. Well, They're never going to give up that shit. Yeah. You know, so with Chris dead, we have some hope because he was the worst part of the show. And he dragged the other characters down in directions that were not helping anything. But he then went over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. um, where he was briefly better and then terrible. But a lot of that was his writing and his acting. But mostly it was... Dad. Oh, God. Dad. Yeah. We have to be morally relative, Dad. I have no ethical guidelines anymore, Dad. My mom is dead. You're a... You have a new girlfriend, and my mom is dead, and it's morally relative. He is not a cool teenage boy. He also he did not actually come from central casting, though. He came from the worst impulses of any terrible writer. Um, <clears throat> did I say that out loud? Yes. Yes, yes I did. That no. was your outside He's voice. He's a terrible, terrible <laughs> character. So hopefully the show's going to be better. But in any event... Uh, we still have some of the episodes of Santa Clarita Diet left and to do. And doesn't Preacher come back first? Preacher comes back first. We're looking forward to that. Because mm-hmm. it's a fun show as well. Different kind of humor entirely. In any event, we this is still the month of April. But it also is the month that we currently have a sponsor for our podcasts. Oh, That's I right. see what you just said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the IRS. It's Human Charger. Uh, HumanCharger.com. And... They have developed a piece of technology that basically are these earbuds that you put into your ears, oddly enough, with a name like earbuds, but they basically project light into your brain. And the idea is that humans, of course, are just, we're kind of meant to be um, out in the sun, as opposed to, say, you know, our fearless leader, Jason, who we keep in the basement, basically. You can live in the man cave. We keep telling him, you have to go outside and see the giant ball of fire in the sky. And he says, no! But, um, He'll the, probably melt. He will. But he's actually been trying these. Yeah. So he is a, uh, a pair of these that they send him along for him to play with. And he says he's seen some, maybe seen some positive results from it. So, but have us, on the outside, seen any changes? Well, he seems pretty much the same to me. <laughs> and you carefully say that because you don't want to get fired from this job. He's it's going fun. great. He's got. We've got a yes. lot coming up. We've got. We, we're getting ready to do a whole lot of new things here uh, over the next month or so. There's going to be a lot of new, fun, exciting stuff happening with sci-fi for me, and oh, yeah. a lot of stuff we're, we're doing. So he's got a lot on his plate. But in any event, he's trying these out. The idea is, is that these project um, the equivalent, the the digital equivalent of sunlight into your head and expose your brain in a way that is supposed to be a stimulant. Um, basically, it helps, makes you feel better, makes you feel uh, more energy, makes you have 
uh, just a better attitude all the way around. And the idea is, is that this is something that can, you know, for a, use, it's something that you can use for a short amount of time and get a lot of benefit out of. Now, I have not tried these myself. I cannot speak personally for their effectiveness, but like I said, um, there seems to be some science behind this. Mm -hmm. And if you go to humancharger.com and you order a pair, you, if you once you get to uh, checkout, you can enter sci-fi for me and get, save 20% off your purchase. Good. Which is a good deal. So we hope that you'll give it a chance, take a look at it. And again, we always like to thank our sponsors for sponsoring our shows. We appreciate the support. Humancharger.com, we hope you'll check them out. And we hope that you'll join us again next week here on Zompocalypse Now. Uh, if you find us on on podcast.com, fantastic. If you find us on iTunes, fantastic. If you can rate uh, and give us a comment, that'd be great. Uh, you, you know what? You can give us comments on SciFiForMe.com. You can give us comments on Facebook and Twitter, where we also post this stuff. You can give us comments and ratings on iTunes and Podcast.com. We would love to hear what you think. We hope you're enjoying the show. We'd love to have you say so if you are, and if you're not enjoying the show, say so. We'd like we'd to hear, like that to too. hear too. Yeah. <laughs> so, in any event, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for listening, folks. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>